Hey, I'm Jay. And I'm Jim. And you're listening to The Jay and Jim Show. A parent-child team, we're going to go way in-depth about some of our favorite things. The epic Marvel Cinematic Universe, where we'll discuss and ruminate on each movie chronologically. The fifth movie in this series is Captain America, The First Avenger. Now, for those of you who have listened to some of our other podcasts, you may not realize, but we actually had some rules that we were supposed to follow when we did this podcast. The first rule was we were only supposed to reference things that happened that we've already seen, not um, foreshadow or talk about things that happen in the future. We regularly break that rule. The other rule that we were supposed to have was we were supposed to limit our commentary to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and not bring in any of our other fandoms as well. For those of you who have been following along, you realize that we break that rule regularly as well. But those are the rules. Oh, well. We're also supposed to not, like, well, I guess we can bring up comics and stuff. We just have to make sure we reference that they don't have to follow that because they're their own movie. Right, and... And again, to break a rule, when we get to Civil War, there will be a significant bifurcation between what's in the comics and what's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, no, so. just because they haven't already diverged significantly. Right. And um, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, note that I am fighting a cold. So if you hear some slurping sounds, it's me and some hot tea to try to stay awake. Yeah, I might have given him a cold. Um... So, Captain America... Opens up on them finding the ship in the ice and him moving some snow and seeing the shield and being like, hey, guys, we should call in shield. Right. So interesting that this this is the first movie so far that starts with the ending at the beginning. Yes. Different director. And it, potentially a little bit of foreshadowing. Is, is, the, is the guy supposed to be Coulson? I mean, it's hard to see his no. face. Kind of sounded like him for a second, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it should have been, but whatever. Yeah, so so they get to this this what they don't even know what it is. Yeah, they're just like it's it's a wreckage structure. Yeah, they can't see it all. Which we'll get to a little bit more when we talk about it for real. But um, so obviously they've got you know they find the frozen Captain America, affectionately referred to as Tony Stark, as the capsicle, Uh but. It's also full of all these other weapons. Yeah. That he has crashed with. No mention of those whatsoever. Yeah, and the Tesseract is like, at last, well, okay, that's the end. Never mind. Um, We'll we'll just get to that at the end. Okay. So from there, it flashes back in history. Yes, to young Steve Rogers. Pre. No, the opening scene is the Red Skull. Oh, yeah, the Red Skull finding Finding the the Tesseract in 1941. Yes. So So that's when he finds it. Yes. He's already the Red Skull at that point. Right, which we learn about later. Yeah. But I find it interesting that he makes a comment. The the Fuhrer digs for trinkets in the desert. Yeah, because that's Ark of the Covenant. Right, but that's that's a completely different universe. That's that's Indiana Jones. Okay, well, that's also real facts. <laughs> it is real facts. Well, Hitler did try and find the Ark of the Covenant. <clears throat> yes, but not as depicted. But so I I found it interesting that there was a little bit yeah. of an homage to uh, yeah, and that what is this random church that's got the tesseract in Norway? 
in Norway. Well, that makes sense because it's supposed to be Norwegian. It's supposed to be Thor and the Asgardians, Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the Germans did invade there, so that's kind of factual. But yeah, the fact that the Tesseract is protected by this <coughs> one guy and a small wooden button. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who they think they were going to keep away from. And, I mean, the whole timeline, the Tesseract timeline is a mess. Yes. Now, Captain Marvel really didn't help. No. It actually made it worse. Yes. So, yes, where it shows up on Earth and when it shows up on Earth is a mystery that I don't know we will ever fully unravel because... Um, I don't know that it ever gets fully unraveled for us, but this is where we are introduced to it. This is where it shows up for the first time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yes. from a movie perspective. Yes, and he wants it because he's like, it's power. Yes, this, so he... This is the Space Stone, not the Power Stone. It's the Space Stone. That's what it... Contr- in the Infinity Stone, whatever, it yes. controls space. But it obviously, I mean, all of the Infinity Stones have are power, great power, yes, by themselves. Supposedly, so, and yes. this guy manages to find the one crazy scientist who's like, yeah, I'll tap into that. Right. And knows how. Yes. They never explain that guy. Dr. Zeal Dr. Or Zola. Zola. He's just a scientist. He's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yet, brilliant evil scientist. He's not evil. He's pretty evil. I mean... He doesn't care about, like, the fact that he's making weapons that kill a lot of people, but he's, like, he's not on Red Skull level. Yeah. He's very afraid of him. Right. Well, so we find out, uh, so we get introduced, then we get to introduce to this young, puny Steve Rogers mm-hmm. back in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do this all day. Yeah. Um, getting beat up. And, and this is where we get introduced to the first Avenger, the first superhero of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that wants to be a hero. Yep. He seeks it out. He wants to do good. He wants to fight evil. He wants to do bad. Before again. even he has powers. Before he even has powers. Yes. And instead of seeking the powers out, the powers seek him out. Yeah. So, because the Doctor... Later on says, um, we're not looking for the perfect soldier, but a good man. Yeah. And then he goes on to tell about how there was this other doctor, this other experiment, and how it... Not other doctor. It was No, it was him. But this other experiment that he conducted where he says it magnifies Mm -hmm. what the person is. If the person is bad, they become evil. If the person is good, they become great. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of Hulk. Hulk an abomination. Oh, yes. Hulk, you know, was a good person, and he got this... I mean, Bruce Banner was a good person, became Hulk, which who isn't horrible, generally has some good tendencies, but abomination, not a good person, sought power for the wrong reasons, and thus became a monster. Yes. A theme that will... that continues to flow throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's kind of like um, equal opposite reaction. When you create a hero, you have to create a villain. I mean, in this case, the villain came first. So he goes off. He they he gets found by this doctor. This doctor, who is in, to... happens to be at Stark's Expo. Yes, yes. So he enters the army. He goes off to boot camp training type of thing. Yeah. And they've got this whole platoon of soldiers that, who are potential that are potential super soldiers. Yeah. 
but they're all dumb as a rock until Steve Rogers shows up. The whole flag yeah. thing. He looks at the problem differently. He yeah. figures out how to solve it and then obviously reaps the benefit of that. So everyone tries to climb the flagpole. He pulls the pin out of the bottom. Brings the flag brings to the him. Brings the flag to him and things like that. Yeah, he's aware of his own inability to climb that. So not only does he show that, but when he shows up at the um, barracks, he's got a books. suitcase full of books and things yeah. like that. So they kind of make him out to be this smart guy or smarter than the average bear Yeah. before he gets injected. After he gets injected and in subsequent movies, he's kind of this dim-witted no. superhero. No! He he's always got tactical strategy. Do you know how hard it is to throw a, a anything and have it bounce a certain way to hit something? He knows he is very good at trigonometry. Ah, uh, so okay, so let's let's hold that thought because um, I've got some questions about how he knows how to do everything that he ends up knowing how to do. Like fly a random German aircraft bomb. Yes, and different Tanks things. And yes, such. yes, yes. Okay, we also get introduced to Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Agent of what? I mean, the only mention is that the general dude, can you contact our M16? Um, MI6. MI6, M16, that's a gun. <laughs> yes. Uh, can you contact the MI6 for get eyes on Schmidt or whatever? Right, right, right. So, yes. So, intelligence. And they are introduced as the special security reconnaissance or something to that um, SSR. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, he has the shirt, and that's how they're... Which has got to be the precursor to S.H.I.E.L.D. They Captain Marvel again just slashes all the history to Right, bits. right, right, right. I, I know this is like Captain Marvel's even, in between, but yes. again, it still messes up the timeline. <clears throat> but, the, yes, they're very akin to S.H.I.E.L.D., very high-tech, looking forward to things secret. like that. Very secret, huge organization. yeah. So he gets driven to this <coughs> place in Brooklyn. It's like an antique shop on the outside. It's an antique shop on the outside. But he's in uniform. She's in uniform. And they walk into this antique shop and they're not supposed to be attracting attention. How many other people in uniform have walked into this antique shop and not come out? You know. People don't pay attention. It doesn't seem to be the best plan. Yeah, and they're like phrase. <coughs> the lady instigates the phrase. Yes. And I always carry umbrella right. is the answer. It's like people probably logically would come up with that right. anyway. That's why you always have to have there's no bones in ice cream or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something that you scrimshaw. wouldn't scrimshaw. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes in. So he goes in. And then we're also introduced to these secondary tertiary characters. This senator, this random guy from the State Department. yeah. It's like, um, this is a high-stakes, right. super se- like secure, se- high-security military operation, and you got a reared senator and some reporters there? Right. And, and again, this random State Department guy who ends up to be a Hydra agent. Yeah. Who they didn't. They asked the question how he got in the car with him, with yeah. the senator. They don't answer that question. Right, right. Of course not. So they start through this protocol. And they talk about these micro-injections into his major muscle groups. And then this light is going to be put on him. And it's going to... Inspire growth. Yes. So as he's going through this and and everything, I am drawn to Wolverine's injection of adamantium. I mean, that's less 
science way more military despite the fact that this is also military yeah i know i mean they're both this one, military this one's more willing less aggressive okay i realize that we're talking about x-men but wolverine was completely willing to get the adamantium injections i mean after he was significantly um, he was he was a tortured child i understand and yes. he was lied to about like why so he goes into this chamber. Tube thing. Tube thing. Coffins. Yes. He gets injected. He gets lit up. He starts screaming. Agent Carter yeah. comes running out saying, you know, stop, stop, stop. So has Agent Carter developed some affinity for him by now? I suppose. Seems odd. Well, she keeps grinning at, like, throughout the whole training montage. She keeps, like, like smiling at him. Yeah, but she's kind of a neutral party you have the doctor who's all for him you have the colonel who's all for this other guy and she kind of just she doesn't have an opinion on you yeah yeah yeah. i think she does i thought it was odd that she had that kind of outburst during it that she was so concerned with his well-being i mean the doctor also wanted to like he was like stop well he asked are you okay and then he said i can do this yes i said i can do it so then he opens up, and here's the first really scientific breakthrough. His pants still fit him. Yep, I was I was thinking that. <laughs> I mean, they were kind of baggy to begin with. The fact that they didn't, like, because like, he grew like yeah, a foot. No, they were shorter on his calves. Oh. But, yeah, 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 his calves grew too. I mean, yes. Yeah. They've also invented spandex <laughs> at this point. So Stretchy pants. Yes. I mean, if Hulk's pants can withstand his transformation... This is not... Okay, so he ends up, you know, he gets drafted. They take all his blood because the doctor gets killed. So they're like, we got to figure out how to do this again. no notes on how to reproduce the serum. Yeah, he's a really bad scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's literally what you do as a scientist. Right, right, right. So they they take his blood that they're going to now try and reverse engineer it. This yes. serum, yes, because yes. the last they had one left, but the Hydra guy took it and the neck up broken. It breaks, yes. Yeah, so, and the Hydra guy is like, "I'll just shoot up all these civilians until I get to my sub." And then once he's dragged out of his sub, he's like, "I'm gonna die now." Like, why would he? He got shot twice, and he was like, "I can still move, so I guess I'll just keep going." I don't know. <coughs> Even after he broke the vial, he was still like, I gotta get out of here. Right. But how does Steve, again, Steve Rogers know that he can jump on top of cars and run and that he can use his strength to smash open the window? You know? All this just... Yeah, you just you just happened. How do you even know? Like, right. you shouldn't know how to run because your legs are suddenly a lot longer than they right, were. Right, right. Like, you, you should be like a, like a baby d- well, he, uh, deer. I mean, in theory... You know, everything if everything grows was in proportion, he yeah. could still walk. His vestibular was, you know, is better than it was, and things like that. But he doesn't know what his capabilities, well, his strength are, is, yeah, or limitations or anything like that. Like you wouldn't know how like far you could reach. I mean, I don't know if his arms got longer, or I mean, if his everything <coughs> like his legs got longer, I assume well, his, his whole body got, got bigger. Was in proportion, yes. Yeah, so it's like. You're, because that's like a something built into your brain is like something you know is how far, like yeah, yeah, with yeah. depth perception and your ability to just touch stuff, you figure that out. Yeah, sense of person. 
Yeah, he does, she shouldn't have that, really. Right. And why didn't his hair grow? Not a muscle. Dead skin. Doesn't matter. That's, it's not growth. It's dead skin. Okay, I assume that his fingernails grew proportionate to his hands. I don't know much, how much his hands grew. I mean, they got muscles on them, but I don't um, know. Yes, so... So, yes. So, miraculously, not only is he super strong and super fast, and he has all the knowledge exactly how to use it. And, yeah, so he just stands there and watches this Hydra guy. Well, he ducks. Well, no, no one is paying attention. The doctor sees him. Is like, uh... Then there's the explosion. Everyone's ducking. And while everyone's still ducking, he shoots the doctor. Yeah, yeah. And then he gra- the uh, Captain America's like, oh, and the doctor's like, you're yes. a good man. And then he goes running. Right. But he's got the Hydra guy on the ground. He's just wailed on him. And then he watches the Hydra guy take the tooth out the tooth out, and doesn't try to stop it. Would you want to stick your fingers in that man's mouth? Try to get some information. And at this point, in Steve Rogers has no idea what Hydra is. Yeah. It hasn't, hasn't been introduced to him yet. Yeah. I mean, kind of. <coughs> the doctor told the story. But he doesn't know that as Hydra. Right, right, right. So, um, so then he gets enlisted in the army to as, sell yeah, war bonds as a USO yeah. war bond, and then I'll, just as a USO like attraction. Right, right, right. Yeah, which suddenly he's on the front lines. Yeah, and then he yeah he's like oh, I'm doing a show for the war bonds, and then he's trying to do a show for soldiers conveniently right. at the base that the general and Peggy are at. Yes, yes. Is he a general? Colonel. Colonel? Yes. Oh, another colonel who has way too much power. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, in World War II, colonels did have a lot of power. That much power? Yes. He had Captain America. He called the president. In World War II, colonels could do that. Dang. Yes. Colonels got booted. Downgraded. I mean, Rhodey's a lieutenant colonel, and he could deal stuff. Yes. Still do stuff, and that was 2000, so he has no excuse. So, but again... Uh, we we get a, to know Steve Rogers a little bit more. He's always looking on the kind of the bright side. What is he contributing? Hey, every time I show up, you know, I sell three times more yeah. uh, bonds and things like that. So he, you know, he's trying to make a difference when he can, but he still has no like soldier knowledge. Yeah. But he gets put in this situation, and he puts himself in the situation. So he gets put on this base. Oh, yeah. That he finds out about the... Where? Somewhere that's 30 miles from Austria. Yes, somewhere 30 miles from Austria. What year is it at that point? I assume 45. Yes, sometime in the 40s. That's, duh. Well, because, yes. Post-41. Because VE Day happens in the movie. Yeah, I know, but we don't know how long he was fighting Hydra. True. Well, if there's Americans 30 miles from Austria... These were special units. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the the map of where Hydra bases are included Italy and Greece. Right. I mean, they did hold... Well, <coughs> they had... They were allies with Italy. They had invaded Greece. Yes, yeah. So it's possible, but... It is possible. But again, the timeline is a little unclear. It's just... It's got to be extremely short. Um, and he, then he finds out that... Bucky. It's this unit that Bucky belongs to, and that Bucky is not accounted for. Yeah, and he's like, because he heard that some were taken captive, so he's like, well, Bucky could be one of those people. I gotta help out. Right. So he does. He's like, I'm gonna take this plastic shield. 
Yes. Well. And this like costume helmet, and yes. I'm gonna go. Yes. <laughs> and uniform underneath the jacket, the flak jacket that I picked up. Right. Now he does have a gun. Gun, a small pistol, which I never see him fire in that entire sequence. He fires guns later. Yes. But not in that sequence. Correct. He just punches yes. people. A lot of punching. Yes. Yeah, in the Red Skull, to skip a bit, Red Skull punches that shield and dents it in the shape of his fist. Yes. But it can withstand all the other stuff that it got hit with. I yeah, think so it's I think, metal of some sort. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not vibranium. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, when Red, I guess Red Skull never directly punches the vibranium shield. Because no. that would just push him back. Yeah. Anyway, there's a little little inconsistency with Red yes. Power with Skull's strength. Yeah. So the Red Skull's like, I'm gonna blow up this base because there's too many of them. Right. So he, so he meets. Uh, so he breaks in. He frees. He frees Bucky. And all the which other. Which I have a question about here in a second. What was he doing to Bucky? Yeah. Not good stuff. Was Bucky injected at that point? With red, with the he yes. didn't know the he that guy didn't do anything with the serum. I don't know what he was doing. It looked like a torture device. The thing that was hanging over the <coughs> the thing that he was strapped to. So are these Hydra men? You know these Hydra soldiers. They're not just regular soldiers. Somehow they've been changed or brainwashed or something that are wearing these full body armor. Yeah. Also, there's like that scene where he's like celebrating his you know his flight to where to america to bomb everyone and there's so many of them and i'm like germany didn't have enough people for their own army where's he sneaking all these hydro people out of but he's he says you know there's plenty of more workers go get some of the american you know prisoners well yeah he's and and then we find out that bucky's you know, being in this back room, we assume where tortured. The, where the doctor was. But yeah. I wonder if, at that point, Bucky has not been injected already. With what? Well, he, I mean, that's, Winter Soldier says it was later. <clears throat> no. Bucky survives the fall, and we'll get to that. Yeah. How could he survive that fall if he has already not been injected? I mean, he loses an arm. Yes. It was water at the bottom. I don't... It's unclear. I don't think it's ever stated one way or another. Yeah. But that... I, I'm, ju- I'm wondering um, that, you know, was he being injected or something along those lines back there? Yeah. So then, miraculously, um, Steve knows who Schmidt is. And Schmidt speaks perfect English. They all speak perfect yes. English. Wait, so what do you they, mean by... He's never seen him before. I mean, he's heard of him once. Okay, he looks like he's the guy in charge of everything. He just came uh, out of the control uh, room with the doctor he saw running away earlier. He did see Zola running away. but that's then, the So the first time he sees Schmidt, the Red Skull, is there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he says anything that's like, I know who you are. He's just like, you're the guy in charge. <coughs> and then he's all like, Red Skull reveal! No, he says... Because Red Skull says, oh, you know, the doctor did this, you know, he already had the perfect, and you're not, he right. says, you're not good enough. So that literally just tells Steve that this is the guy that the I doctor guess. had previously yeah. administered on. So the Red Skull told him everything. 
So the Red Skull, they're, so they're standing across from each other, and now it appears that the Red Skull is going to peel his own skin off. And no one is freaked out by this. I mean, it's not like, what is, what is Captain America going to do? Throw up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you punches him and it just, like, slides, and it's just like, what is that? That's just blood. Like Right, but then he reaches down under his chin and starts to literally peel his skin off of his skull, and Bucky and Steve Rogers are like, dang. <laughs> Bucky's like, do you have one of those? <laughs> yes. Bucky cracks a joke. I... Bucky's, like, a little out of it still. I guess so. I mean, so. the doctor dude is, like, barely... Well, Zola has seen it. He's seen a painting of it. Well, he no, he turns the lights on. To see the painting. I And the him, I think. Mm. So... Anyway, Zola's not comfortable <coughs> with it anyway. And then, the Red Skull has no cartilage. <laughs> so, when he's got this, whatever, skin mask thing on... He's got a nose, he's got ears. He's got ears. a nose and ears and things like that. You know, Eyebrows, cheeks, yes. Yeah, you know, when flesh. He, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and then, he's like, that was my only mask. Because yes. <laughs> every other scene later... He just, just doesn't have it. Right. And it's just like, I guess your soldiers are chill with this now. You had a disguise, and now you don't need a disguise? What? Because Captain America figured out who you were? Right. Oh, my beat. All out. Yeah. <laughs> that was my last mask. I threw it into the explosion. Right. Dang. Um, he frees these, these prisoners. Of all allied forces. Yes, of all allied the forces. The British guy who sticks around... Like you're supposed to go back the to the French royal, man, yeah. Yes. And we're and 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 we're also introduced to um, Marvel's post-racial projection on World War II, where we they have, have the integrated troops, yes, and it's just like integrated, yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah. So Sorry. nice sentiment, but uh, historically inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> but they escape back to Allied lines, and they have. Hydra weapons with them. Yeah. Guns, tanks, you know, things yeah. like that. We never see them any anytime else in the movie. Yeah. The only thing... So he steals one of the... Some kind of battery or something like that. No, I thought it was ammo. Whatever it was. Yeah. And and Tony Stark looks at it and gets... Tony? I'm sorry. Howard Stark. Howard Stark gets... Looks at it and gets shot across the room. Yeah, because he's like, I don't know what the big deal is. Right. And then he bursts the little bubble or whatever and it well, explodes. He makes a connection, so now it's a complete circuit. Yeah, and yeah. it explodes. It's um, like, you're a horrible scientist. But why wouldn't. Hey, guys, we're going to go fight these Hydra guys. Hey, where'd those guns, those fancy weapons that, that they were shooting at us? Can we get those back? Why would you not ask for that? You yeah. know? Now that we're back. We're... Run out of ammo because they can't make more. It's the. They're Tesseract. They're like infinite power, or nearly infinite power. Anyway. Small minds. I, I don't like that. So then there's this weird scene where they flash back to Washington, D.C., where Steve Rogers is going to get a medal for freeing these prisoners. And he just doesn't show up. And he's not there. But Stan Lee is, as a four-star general. Yeah. And says, I thought he would be taller. Yeah. So I wonder if... They hadn't filmed that scene with Stan Lee and, and then edited somehow the rest of it out and still left. Because the scene doesn't make any sense yeah. from a geography perspective or... Well, I mean, it makes sense that they would 
do the metal, it doesn't make sense that, like, Steve Rogers would specifically not, like, say he would go and then not show up. Right. Um, yeah, because, oh, by the way, I'm still in Europe. Yeah. Sorry. And it's like, did the senator not check before he went out on stage? It looks like he just ran away in the middle of the speech. And it's just like, back to Europe. (laughs) Yes. Very Because now he's just careening through German-occupied Europe. Yes. Willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. Getting all these Hydra things. Yes, yes. And Hydra at this point is like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Okay, seriously? <laughs> yeah, you You're... got all this firepower, this right. fancy new weapons, and they can't do anything for you? Why wouldn't you be tracking him down? Yeah. Setting a trap. You would think all of the German army is also trying to stop him and them, so maybe team up? Or hide better. <laughs> yeah. Stop driving around that big car that everyone can recognize. <laughs> yeah, with the hydro symbol on yes. the front. It's like, we know <coughs> you wanted a Royals Royce. <laughs> Okay, so can we take a segue here and talk about Hydra versus the Seven Rings? Yes. Is it? Maybe. It's a different timeline. Hydra's in the 40s and continues. I wonder if it's not a continuum. Because Hydra shows back up again. Yes. For like one movie, which destroys S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Yes, yes. And then, I mean... So the Hydra symbol only has, like, five um, tentacles. I'd have to go back and double check. I counted. You know? Okay. Um, and then the seven rings, if you cut one head off, two more grow in its place. Yeah, yeah. You cut off the red skull's head, and then two more grow two in its place. place. Then there would be six. Oh, maybe, the, it six. Had, maybe it had six tentacles. So yes, he's careening across Europe. The the Hydra guys are not hiding very well. They're really not going on the offensive. Yeah, they're not trying to go and attack, you know, away from their base. Right. They're building all these weapons, but they don't seem to be getting anywhere, even though they've got everyone outgunned. Yeah. Um, but you would um, think Captain America, just... the British guy, you know, and five other people are able to completely, yes. It's like, yeah, we know Captain's, like, Cap's worth, like, you know, a couple hundred soldiers, but, like, uh, I mean, it's just the element of surprise over and over again. I'm like, are you guys not going to be surprised <laughs> exactly. at some point? Um, you think the Captain, not this time. He won't find us this time. Yeah, not like those. all those cities were on that map that he totally saw. Right, right, right. I mean, I guess if you didn't th- know that he saw the map, but then he starts picking you off, you got to wonder. Yeah. So they finally find the place. Yeah, the one that wasn't on the map. <clears throat> right. Where the Red Skull's giant ship is. So, and in theory, they get that information from Zola. Yeah. But... That's what they say. Yeah. So Zola tells him where this where this final place is, um, and he's gonna they're gonna just knock on the front door, and he wails on everyone, and then the Hydra guys. So there's two Hydra guys with the fire. Yeah, and they instead like, of attacking him, they just capture him. Yeah, and it's like Cap, you just beat up everyone. Right, and wouldn't they be pissed off? They just they've just been trying to kill you. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, hey hey hey, just capture him. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. So he gets captured. Which is the plan. Finds out the secret plan. Yes, his his buddies come in. The rest of the I was like, why didn't you just go in through the window? Right. So then 
the Red Skull runs off and goes into this giant plane. And they start chasing after him. First he runs after him, the plane outruns him. He gets into the fancy car. The car finally catches up. He's able to jump on and get it. And then they barely, you know, stop. stop and well, I mean. We find out later that the captain can fly an airplane. Yeah. There's a whole hangar of other airplanes. Why wouldn't you have jumped in another airplane? Instead of doing this, jump in the car, and barely not fall off the cliff thing. Well, that's like more of a question of why didn't Peggy or the general or con- uh, colonel. colonel jump in an airplane and fly after it? Well, he's Army, so in theory he doesn't know how to fly. But Captain America does. Oh, and Captain America can throw knives and everything all perfectly. Yes. We don't know how much time has passed. Maybe he's got a... I mean, in the comics, he has a, he's very, very well trained in a lot. And he also has, like, just a very good, like, learning ability for picking up uh, martial arts and, and stuff like that. maybe he learned more at the boot camp than we give him credit <laughs> for. Other so, than yes. barely being able to run. And do push-ups, yes. Uh-huh. And jumping jacks horribly. <laughs> so they go into this big plane... And it's mostly empty. Yeah, well, it's got the, like, six... Okay, I don't need an entire hangar in the airplane to be able to hold those... Yeah, they're not bombs. They're, like, kamikaze planes. Right, 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 right. I mean, sure, they're explosive. But, like, first of all, he kicks Chicago's out very early. Yes, but there's no pilot in it. So? It doesn't go to Chicago, but isn't it it armed? Good question. Because he's worried that the New York one is. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, Chicago gets dropped off real early. We're assuming they're still over... Well, they were in the Swiss Alps. It's going to take a minute to get anywhere. He kicks Chicago out. Yes. Chicago goes down, and all these other pilots are, like, trying to fight him. The New York guy manages to... Why is there a big plane if the little plane's just going to fly anyway? Right. Well, and if the big... if the, Again, if the, why is the plane so big? If it needs, like, fuel to get there, but it's powered by Tesseract. Yeah. So it doesn't, it just, it's just unnecessarily large. Yeah, it was like, just send the little, make, make the little ones bigger so they can make it, and then that'll or be even that. if you wanted a, needed a big plane, it didn't need to be as big as it was. Yeah. Lots of, lots of problems with the, that yes. can be piloted all by one person. Yes, 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 yes. Something uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. does not pick up on. Hasn't figured out yet. Yeah. Um, so they start fighting... You know, he does the, he jumps onto the airplane, and then the the Hydra guy jumps onto him, and they're flying around, and um, the Hydra guy falls off. No, he gets shredded. Oh, that's right. Um, and then then he rips the pilot out. Well, he op- he hits the button, opens the thing, and then pulls the eject. Uh, <clears throat> why is there even a ejection seat? Yeah, this is what a would kamikaze. the kamikaze pilot need an ejection seat for? Anyway, but when the when when Captain gets into it. It's He's magically able to got sit a seat there. again. Yes, yes, it's magically got yes. a seat again. And he can magically fly it and not get shot down. Yeah. And then crash into the mothership so that he can get <laughs> yeah, back in. That's why the ship is so big, so it can handle the little <laughs> ship flying back into it at high speeds. Evidently. And I this is obviously years before GPS, but Captain America has some internal GPS so that he can crash into the airplane right where his shield is. Well, he, he crashed into the... The bay? The bay. Yeah. Anyway. 
So then he magically finds he always magically finds the control room. I would give you that as a magical GPS thing. Well, I guess we don't know how it's long at the top and the front of the airplane. Well, airplanes are easier, yes, but like yes. every other building he's oh, ever yeah, been yeah, in, yeah. he's just like, oh, yes. I found the prisoners. Yes. So oh yeah, that's the other thing. So when he wakes up, and he and he escapes from his room, it's thankfully right next to the front door. Yeah. So. Well, no, it's not next to a door, and then we just, he's he's not on the front, the first floor, because you see the windows. No, 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 they're faked. No, 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 no. In after he breaks through the fake room, oh yeah, yeah. he opens the doors. He's in, in all these agents yes. wandering around in business suits. <laughs> there are windows, and he is not on the first floor. Well, it could be first floor windows. Unless but anyway, there was a big yes. drop off on that side. Why would you keep him in, yes, something that has such easy access to the exit in New York City? In Times Square in New York City. Like, put him in a, like, field in the middle of Kansas. Right, right, right. Or then you don't Brooklyn. even have to disguise him because right. it's Kansas. It looks the same. <laughs> Not like he's ever been to Kansas. Right. Okay, so, again, he's fighting back with Red Skull. And then he knocks... The, the 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 tesseract loose from yeah despite the fact that it was like in a hand turn lift up right. kind of situation and if his airplane is powered by no kidding the, the tesseract, tesseract you would think it would go down and what what is powering all the other airplanes gas <laughs> they're all tesseract powered well the guns could hold the tesseract power after they had been filled. but if I, the, if this airplane kind of, needed the Tesseract to there's fly... There's some kind of Tesseract battery, okay? I know, but his needed it. Doesn't make sense. Sure, maybe he's just holding it and siphoning the power to refill the batteries. I yes. don't know. So the Red Skull holds the Tesseract. For a long time. For a long time. It opens up some riff in time-space. That pulls the Red Skull somewhere else... We assume he's dead. Right. But doesn't move the Tesseract. It does not move the Tesseract. And and yes, we're not confirmed at this point that the Red Skull dies. We assume. <clears throat> he's no he's longer, no longer there. in this timeline, in this location. Yes. Yes. But he's not there. So yes, then the Tesseract falls to the floor and burns through the metal. What metal were they using all the other times? What was in that wooden box? At the very beginning, that the Tesseract did not burn through. And this goes to, um, does the Tesseract have some um, sentient ability? Well, vision. Right. But that's not the Tesseract. Uh, I know. Yes. But there are several stones that do. Arguably, um, the soul stone. Yes, and arguably vision had... Some amount of sentience. He had Jarvis. Yes, That's yes, not yes. sentience. Unless they said he created life. <clears throat> right, but does, did, did, so, you know, why all of a sudden is the Tesseract burning through the floor? Yeah, of, I mean, it did just use energy to, like, evaporate the Red Skull somewhere. But again, if we speculate that it did not kill him... Well, we don't actually know the Red Skull was alive in the other place. He could have just been an image created by the stone to... That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, but why that image? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense if it was actually him. That's true. Other than 
the Tesseract sends him somewhere into exile at this point, and that's where it happens to be exile. That again, Tesseract's got bad aim. The Tesseract has some amount of Homing sentient beacon. ability to make these decisions and do these things. Which, yes, again, is not potentially alluded to later on, but not ever really... Again, Mind Stone makes sense that it's got sentient, and that's vision. Yes, yes, yes. Space Stone... Doesn't burn through the wooden box, does burn through the metal airplane. Despite the metal airplane having held it for a significant amount of time. Right. Now Steve Rogers is flying the airplane, and miraculously they're over the Arctic. Yeah, it was like, where? what direction was he going? He took off from the Swiss Alps, was like, I'm going to go north. Well, it could be and the Great Circle And then I'm going to go route. south. Great Circle Route going over the pole is is Well, it's not like way. over. Yeah, it is. I mean, like Halifax, Newfoundland, it's like, that part of the Arctic, yes. Anyway, it's got autopilot. We hope that they're not the other ones aren't armed because you just put the New York one in the back of it again and right. you drop Chicago over <laughs> Europe. So, That's like, strange. they're not armed. And yet he's like, I can't land it. It's like, why not? Right. right. And then you can like, pilot it. Right, right, right. You can hit, you can, you just. Yes. If you can pilot it, why can't you t- take it back or land it on the ice? Like, right, right, the ice right, isn't right. that great, but it seemed f- pretty flat. Right. So he says, I'm going to put it in the water, which he misses. <laughs> so. I mean, it's it's cold water. It's cold water, technically. Technically, water. it sinks into yes, the water. Yes. So when he sees that he's about to crash, why doesn't he jump out? He's Captain America. <clears throat> We've then seen he'd be him jump. stuck in the middle of the Okay, pole. he wouldn't be dead. He would be significant not that long afterwards. Well, why don't they mount a search party for him? They do. No. Yes, Howard Stark. Okay. Gets the Tesseract and then he's like keep going. But they can't find this big airplane. It's in the ice. I think that the it was a a, a token effort at best. <laughs> So yeah, so they find, so again now they fast forward, they find Rogers, and these five weapons that can destroy a city. Never mentioned. Well, clearly they don't, because... They're much more interested in Steve Rogers as Captain America. Yeah, because they've already found the Tesseract some many years before. Because Howard Stark has not aged. What do you mean? The Howard Stark that's like, yeah, pick that up, we're going to keep searching. Oh, you think it's years later? No, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means that there's a significant amount of time between finding the Tesseract and finding Captain Rogers. Right. Which is, in the Avengers, not mentioned like that. It sounds like they found Captain Rogers holding on to the Tesseract. Well, no, uh, we'll discuss that next, but he does... He do, Fury. Fury tells him that Howard Stern found it looking for you. Yeah. So, searching for him. Yes, but piss poor job. That's all I'm saying. Solid, lots of solid ice, man. A big airplane, lots of empty space. It was broken up. Not that much. The wings, all the empty broken wings were broken off. Anyway. It was big enough for them to find and go inside later. So, I mean, they answered that question. They're like, why didn't you find it earlier? The ice is moving. World War, the end of World War Two. they weren't, I mean, technically it was just VE Day and they were all silver. I'm like, what about Japan? Right. And what about the Cold War? You wouldn't think that the knowledge of hydro weapons and things like that would have been... Well, I mean, that's Winter Soldier. Right, but we didn't use them. We didn't 
Well, because we didn't find them. Sure we did. We oh, had our hands on them. All the places we blew yes. up. And what he stole from that very first time, at the very least. Yeah. <clears throat> and what becomes phase two. Fast forward, they bring Captain America to New York City. Yeah, they thaw him out. He never wakes out. up. They thaw him out. Um, they're playing this baseball game. To try and put him at ease. Right. Why would they not do one that was of the time when he got frozen? Yeah. Because he says this happened in 1941 well, or 1942. Well, they don't necessarily know. Well, they should definitely know yes. when he got frozen. Fury met Stark. They should know when he got frozen. Right. I mean, there's also like, it's a rerun. Right. Yeah, you could just be like, we liked this <coughs> one. We're playing it again. Yeah. Right, right, right. Instead of... She doesn't handle it very well. Why? Code 13. <laughs> um, Again, no... It's just push doors. Right, You just right, right. pushes them, and That's then right. he's like out... All these agents! Agents! This is the code 13! What agents? Yes. Why is it not just Coulson and Maria? Like, it and is everyone else. Who's been shaving him this whole time? Well, if, if he was... If this was literally instant... Like, he just thought out. His hair's not growing. He didn't die. His hair isn't growing. He didn't die. He's in some state of suspended animation. Yeah, hair doesn't grow. He gets that. thawed out. 70 years. Even if it grows a very little bit each day, each well, year. Why would you say... <clears throat> if he's still alive, that... His hair would grow. But he... If he was still alive, then he would be aging and dying. He's not aging and dying, thus... So he's not aging at the same rate? Well, we don't know that. Which... Because when he does go yes. back, he does age correctly. We think. Well, he ends up old when he should be old. Yes, but how many lifetimes was that? And we'll get to that question about the time travel when we get to that movie. So, um, so again, you know, someone has, you know... Changed his clothes, taken him out of his uniform. Yeah. Someone has put him, you know, in this clothes. Not like pajamas or anything like that, but like pants and a shirt. Uh, and he suddenly shoes? he wakes up. He's not wearing shoes. He's never wearing shoes. No. He wears the red boots. Yes. So. And then, then the post-credit scene, which is just a trailer for Avengers, <clears throat> right? One of the weakest post-credit scenes. Absolutely. Ever. It's just like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You planned things, great. And we'd already Fury's already back in the picture during the movie, so you don't need to reintroduce him in the post-credit scene, which yeah. he does. So, other than yes, they could have left it literally with the Captain America will return, return in, in the, the Avengers. Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Like, but the fact that they specifically said the Avengers, like, just say Captain America will return. That's enough of a, like, cliffhanger that people would be like, I'm ready! Right. They've right. done that before. Yes. They've yes. done, like, Spider-Man will return or whatever. Yeah. Iron Man will return. You're yeah. just like, did you kill them? Uh, like, something like that. Like, yes. So, overall, again, a great introduction to Steve Rogers and Captain America. Um, the first hero that really wants to be a hero, the, the first hero that wants to do good, um, and who does and a who good does job. do good. Yes, we'll we see this here. We see this as uh, foreshadowing things to come um, with that, and uh, but still some um, plot inconsistencies, um, maybe no character inconsistencies 
so much uh, in this one as we've seen in previous ones. Oh, and neither of us have seen Peggy's um, spinoff show, so we can't really tell if there's anything with that. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen the whole series. I think I've seen one or two episodes of uh, Agent Carter, it. but yeah, yeah. So. Um, All right. Well, that is our take on Captain America, the, the first, first Avenger. Avenger. First one with a subtitle.